This time on TNT. Introducing Space Masks. I pick my all-time fantasy band. Plus, who's the Canadian jam heiress and what's her tie to U2? That's all coming up right now on TNT. This week on Space Masks. Hey, what's going on? I'm pretty tired, but we should probably land this thing pretty soon, hey? The portal is stuck, and I don't have my B-57 bar. Wait a second. What's that up there? That's that yellow one. That It's a bright, shiny light, and I'm drawn to it, Thwark. Oh, we're getting pulled into its vortex. <laughs> Watch we're out actually, for its oh, rays. We're landing into the planet. I can feel it. Prepare for elongation. 100 feet. 50 feet. It's 25 new, feet. A Newtonian reflector. <laughs> we're here. Prepare okay. to disembark. Look, it's binary stars. Wow, look at the dusty sand everywhere. That's not What's sand. That? What is it? It's Jupiter dust. It's crawling up my H- leg. Oh my god! It's, it's crawling up my leg me. too! Oh! I can't move! Quick, grab the giggle slash. Here's my giggle slash. I'm gonna turn on the bongos. Vanguard, it's too late. I can't breathe. This rhythm should help get us free. Rhythm is a dancer. Uh. We're getting out. It's it's slowing down. <laughs> space masks with two masks. You know nothing about space. It's a look. It's an eclipse of the Jupe of the Mars. I'm free. I'm free I'm, too. I. What? Where did that sound come from? Out of this box. Look. It's like a black box. Here, play those bongos again. All right. Okay. Okay. It's opening. Gargon, it's opening. Look. What? Why is it glowing? Oh! Did you feel that? Anthworks, what? My whole body inside is tingling and I can float. Look. I'm floating. Well, it is space. No, in control, like the kid from My Secret Identity with the cans. I, I don't know that reference, I'm afraid. <laughs> hey, look, your arms are glowing. Try and shoot that rock over there with your arm. We need to return to the planet Gork at once. Okay, hold on. Let us begin the chant. Gork. 
Gorch. 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 We're back in the ship. Oh, we're back in the ship. I could tell by the sound effect. <laughs> we're almost ready to get back into the next galaxy. Press the galaxy button and shoot us into the next one. Okay, here goes. It's reserved for emergencies. Oh, wow, we're going fast. Faster than the speed of light? The speed of choking. Uh-oh. I have to use the bathroom. Oh, okay. Let's go into the billiard hall on the back of the thing. <laughs> Let's shoot some, shoot some pool. Space pool. With the space balls. I mean, the only thing I like... As much as a game of pool is maybe some racquetball. You want to maybe hit the racquetball courts and get some... There's a racquetball court here. Let's check it out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. Most scenarios that come up, I have at least a fleeting glossary to draw from. <laughs> Sci-fi in space is really out of my realm. <laughs> well, let's... Here's one that says sci-fi radio communication. Okay. I like that. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like You know what that also sounds me. like? Hit it again. What the COQK. COQK in the morning. <laughs> right? Those outer space FM radio oh, yeah. stings. Let's hear it. Hear it again. C-O-Q-K, only hope. Yeah, it's a super high-tech sound, and then it's like, you're listening to The Con in Aurelia. The Con. And there's a woman with a British accent. The Con. The Con. (laughs) It's always the alternative station that has the British guy or girl in the afternoon. I'm going to play some Cure coming up. Um, Have you heard, I think it's on Sirius satellite um downtown julie brown has a radio show and she sounds merle haggard <laughs> oh really it's yeah like, oh right then yeah okay, she is mates like heavy darts i don't know what it is or like <laughs> a light late night clubbing for 30 years now and she's used to yelling over music Screaming all the time. Um, what's going on, bud? Oh, oh you know, just uh, rocking around the house. I had uh, played a little gig this week. A gig ski. A little gig ski at the uh, new, the Axis Club. Uh, bottom line, uh, Mike Wessinger from his company, Point Click Care. They're just uh, bods from the company. Just He asked me to... To do it, and we did some rehearsals for fun, and uh, it was great. It was good times. Well, it was basically the rock and roll CEO styles. Love it. And they brought in a so, ringer. Uh, because, well, the other, there was uh, a band from KPMG, 
and another company, uh, Shopify. Jeez. And the Shopify, the Shopify were like kind of the hipster styles. Like they had their own songs. Like originals? <laughs> yeah. So it was, a, it was, a, it was, I guess, a kind of like a reflection of the companies, but it was definitely, it was like, it was co- corporate rock, uh, cover night. It was, it was, a it was a gas. So, it was nice to actually go, go play again, to be honest. So, so how many people are yeah. there? A few hundred, like maybe 500 or 400 or something like that. So it was, uh. I was masking it up because it was the first time I've been in a room like that where you feel like, wow, everybody's here and yelling. and Weird, right? So did you so, play with a mask? I was rehearsing and every, up into, uh, uh, everything but the show had a mask. And then, uh, but I was, uh, yeah, I also tested every day and was negative tests constantly actually my son jack got covid last week crazy uh and but had you know went to his room and uh kind of isolated himself really well and every time he came to go to the bathroom he had a mask on so uh nobody else got it so he was he's tested three times negative now and we've all tested negative continually throughout the house but i mean it's getting to the point where Everybody has had it, you yeah. Know, almost not like in in our house. It was just Jack, but everyone else I know is like, "Oh yeah, I already got it, or I got it, I got it again, or whatever." So, so <clears throat> did he have symptoms? He had a, a tiny bit of a sniffle, and and so he took a test, and he was positive. So it was really quick. Well, he had been hanging out with friends and stuff. And the count's been like in the hun- over 100,000 or whatever last week. So like so ridiculous that it's everywhere. Yeah. And uh, thankfully it's uh, more of a mild version of it. So most people that I've heard that had it hasn't been too too rough. So I'm hoping that this is because there's so many people that are vaccinated. So it's just lessening. You know what I mean? Yeah, so there's actually a flu that's going around that's worse right now in terms of like people getting it and feeling really sick for like a week. Oh, but it's not the COVID. Yeah, yeah. Like Anna had a cold. She tested every day of the cold negative the whole, every time. And she had it. She's she was sick like three, four days longer than Jack bananas so it's just yeah it is so what do you do anyway. like you um uh make meals and put it on a tray and knock yep. on his door and exactly yeah was he going nuts Bring in there or he was all right no he's cool because he usually is like he has his computer in there and so he's usually interacting with his friends playing games or whatever so he loved it he actually was like this is fine <laughs> do you have to do homework when you have the cozy he only missed two days, maybe three days. That so, ain't yeah, bad, Jeremy. I think he, I, I think he was checking in, but yeah. Good news is just no one, no one else got it, so that's great. Unbelievable. Yeah. So anyway, the gig was a good time. I'm still a little hoarse from being out 
late and talking loudly you know like when we were doing shows the next day in the car yeah <laughs> when we're both just hoarse and i'm just kind of getting my voice back together but uh did it freak you we out up. to be in a big group well it was kind of and it, it that was my birthday so there was like birthday party vibes going on after like oh yeah life and, uh, remember yeah exactly so it was really nice it was it was a late good time but uh yeah i uh, it was nice to play again like at a show and let it rip did you rip some solos just letting it rip yeah did and you it's covers so you're just having fun like everything from like the killers uh all these things I've done to Wagon Wheel, which would have, you should have been there to sit in. Was um, like was the band leader like giving you notes and stuff? Like I think you can slow it down here, man. Well, no, we actually re- had like uh, three rehearsals beforehand, so it was it was uh, you were we tight knew exactly what to do. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's thirty a, minutes, not too crazy. He's a heavy player, right? Your bud. Yeah, yeah. He's a good. He's a. Well, he loves guitar and he loves to sing, so he's, uh, you know, it's just basically kind of, uh, and there's people that, that, that work at the company that are just either were more serious in the past or had to do it on the side seriously, kind of. So it was just kind of fun to collaborate in that regard, too. I've done a couple of those of- um, with, uh, like, corporate gigs where someone who works at the company has a guitar and... Like, you know, I, I need my guitar in the yeah. room, like, the day before so it can acclimatize. Yeah. Like, those Rockstar CEO dudes take the music so, seriously. Yeah, no. yeah he's, it's not serious. Mike's not like that at all. Like, he's more, like, fun, have a good time, like, campfire styles, you know? when Like, uh, when Robin and Warren got married in Turks and Caicos, that's where we, the, the wedding was at his house. And we were jamming most of the weekend. I had a cajon and... He was playing acoustic, so it's just more like uh, just playing for fun. So, um, uh, walk me through the set list. I believe it was Fuji's "Killing Me Softly." <laughs> so, so that's like you know that beat. It's yeah. real chill. And then uh, what was the second one? Um, second song was. Oh, uh, Shallow, the Lady Gaga. Really? Bradley Cooper. Yeah, yeah. Who could rip and that? that? <laughs> the girls that, that that work at the company, there's some great singers. They crushed uh, and, it. And yeah, sang that one. But uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, so, and that's all, like... We we were playing that for fun on tour, right? But that that the song actually has this big like build in it, right? Big the drums time. come in on gung, this big gung, 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 gung. with the big shots. Sagadoo, bagadoo. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that and then uh, "Creep" by Radiohead. Man. <laughs> and then the Killers. Uh, and then Wagon Wheel. Um. Rolling in the Deep by Adele. Jeez. Which, which is a fun groove to play. Really kind of swings. It's a big and song, then, uh, too. And, and then uh, 
Sweet Child of Mine by Guns N' Roses to finish it off. So you took it home super high energy. <laughs> yeah, so Larry, the guitar player, works at, he works at, at Point Click Care as well, and he crushed that solo, man. That's a tough solo. Yeah. Right, with the wah and all that shit. So yeah, it was fun, man. It was a good time. Um, Shug's in rock band at school, as you know, and uh, uh, Sweet Child of Mine is one of their songs. She's a little <laughs> yeah. bummed out that she didn't get the solo. Um, <laughs> but I walked in the house the other day, and uh, they had a friend over, and there was a little trio down in the music room. Uh, the friend was on drums, Shug was playing guitar, and Andy was playing keyboard, and they were playing um, Complicated by Avril Lavigne. Nice. And I was like, man, here's what you guys need to know. <laughs> If you keep at this, an all-girl yeah. rock group in high school, like you're already the coolest kids in high school. Totally. Like it's they're doing times. it for fun because they love it, but an all-girl cover band is pretty wicked. I'd say, for sure. Absolutely. I, uh, and I'm, I'm doing this, I'm filling in for another bod, Matt Denham. He has a band. And, uh, Tomorrow night we're rehearsing, so there's like 30 songs right now that I'm learning. But they're all the same kind of jams, mostly like 90s classics. So what is, is that a cover band? Yeah. For what? Like, where are you playing? For fun. They're playing a gig on the 23rd at the Pilot in uh, Toronto. <laughs> so it's just a, for, for shits and gigs. <laughs> well, that's kind of fun. It's like you put the word out that you're back in it. And people are like, all right, come play with me. Exactly. Sure. Totally. Um, Good times. I have the uh, hotel sneakies on because I'm in Chicago for a gig. So if I sound kind of low Oh, you're the quiet. Yeah. yeah. I'm doing the, the uh, sneaky courtesy to the people next door styles. Good. Very nice of you. Yeah. I'm just... Uh, is this 88, right? 288 is it episode is it i think it is 288 so just, hours of conversation exactly when you okay carol and i always play like don't think just answer when you think of like the highlights what comes to mind for us yeah i'd say just conversationally is 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 where it's at more than bits well, bits are fun because you have laughs, but uh, I think it's just the chats. Chatskis? The good chats. But yeah, I mean, there's definitely, uh, for moments, I, I would say like like way back, like when, uh, what was it, Sun City, Donovan, like that kind of style. Yeah. <laughs> just stumbling on those like, weird micro references. Yeah. <laughs> Sun City. <laughs> Think of all the characters that we've created. I know there's lots, like people that haven't been so around many. in a while, like Andrea and Laramie, and Gordon Byrne, Seth Fisher. Yeah, we. It, <laughs> well, and uh, yeah, Randy Bachman. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Uh, the I we used to always do the top fives with the kind of improv scenarios. Jams. Who was the guy on the bus who was a bully? 
the bully on the bus. Well, I'm, I think I kind of remember the character, but I don't remember the name. Yeah, and then there was this guy, Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy Micah. Yes. Hi, Jeremy. <laughs> Micah was the worst. You genuinely had a physical reaction to him. Because it's kind of the gear pigeon. Is, he's a real guy, that person. Hey, Jeremy. Did you get some gear pigeons at this gig? People wanting to know what sticks you're using and all that? Not really. Not really. I, I uh, because it was a lot, there was a lot of jobbers there too, right? What does that mean? Like, uh, the bands, the corporate bands were filled out with, uh, like musicians hire for hire styles. Oh, so were there people that you knew? I knew, there were a couple bods that listened to the show. JP's one of them, and like two guys in one of the bands is like, "Hey, I was just listening to the pod today." Really? <laughs> so that was cool. Yeah, yeah. So that was like in, like awesome to to have. But they were, uh, you know, professional musicians that do corporate gigs all the time. So I read um, um, I read your catnip thread about. If there's a 90s band, I have a story. Yeah. It's true, though, right? That, that thing was took fun. off. You cross paths with everyone. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think it's... Uh, because when you're out doing it all the time, you have... You, you run into everybody. And uh, it's fun to just kind of have people remind you of certain things and just kind of jump in. By the way, it's 89. This is 289. Is it? So there's a whole there's a whole bunch of songs that are from '89 that are classic, but uh, like uh, like this little jam. <laughs> uh, she drives me crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I like this band. Fine Young Cannibals. Um, that snare drum. What snare was his name? Sound, like, was he Roland Gift? I don't remember any of the people's name in that band. I just remember the guy with the the falsetto jams voice. I think uh, I think he was a male model who became a singer. He's like, I can sing like this. Yeah, if you just let me. He was a uh, British singer, songwriter, and actor. <laughs> Um, she drives me crazy. I loved that band. Just crushing it. Did you? Yeah. Like you had that jam probably? Well, yeah, I had that record. There's a song on that record called you As Hard the, As It Is that is a great song. The the Raw and the Cook. Yeah, I had that record. But I feel like, was that their only record? I don't I don't know. Okay, hit, the, hit me with another know. 89 jam. This is the sweet spot for me. Here's I was classic. on Street Sense in 1989. No. Prince. No. Oh, Love Shack. Yeah. The B-52s. That was kind of their, like, comeback, I guess, right? Well, I don't know. Did, were they a thing before that? Well, they. it seems like that they went from Red Lobster or whatever in the, like, early <laughs> Rock 80s Lobster. to Love Shack. Rock Lobster. <laughs> That song, have you, you don't remember that one? Yeah, you said it was Red more Lobster. kind of uh, punk 
Punk Jam. Yeah, Rock Lobster. <laughs> Red Lobster. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of that band. What else you got for Athens. me in the 89? Okay, how about, uh, how about this one? Um, that's my prerogative. Yeah. Bobby Brown. <laughs> it's a banger. Dirty banger. He's like he's like smoking crack before he does this song. Bobby Brown, remember he was like crazy. <laughs> Didn't mess with Bobby Brown. No. Unless you want to get punched in the head with a camera. Can you <laughs> recognize that that is a good jam or are you like man no that's not for me i can't even get into it well i didn't like buy it and listen to it but i mean i i would i'd say it's a good jam i guess like, like a pop song but what if this band last week was like we're gonna do wagon wheel then we're gonna do my prerogative then we're gonna do sweet child <laughs> i would cry i would what I, yeah i would be happy i'll crush it well that's what i'm saying i don't care so it's a good yeah. beat no for sure how about this one? Remember, this is my favorite, maybe my favorite Gord moment ever. <laughs> when he did this song. <laughs> the big intro. Remember the bit he did? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, why didn't Gordon Lightfoot do Janie's Got a Gun for real? Janie's Got a Gun. The whole thing's come undone. Chicka I like that song. <clears throat> Did, that was another kind of comeback, I guess, for those guys. Well, yeah, Carol Mitt, and they kind of rebranded as a country band for a while. Like all well, that. They had there all those goes like, my old big, <laughs> Those rock ballads yeah. that were like written by Carol King. Did you ever cross paths with them? Or like Diane Warren or something. Uh, we played a show with with Aerosmith in Quebec, and I was actually, because uh, I was kind of like, ah, you hear about them being kind of, uh, I don't know, like crazy rockers that like are you know that got their stuff together, and I guess because I did, I grew up not a fan really of '80s rock, <clears throat> even though they were '70s rock. So did you, uh, like, meet them in the lobster I, land, like the Stones? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, well, and So we were playing a show with them, and, I, and I, first of all, they, I saw them come, come in the backstage or whatever just before their show, and uh, Joe Perry had, like, a joint at his mouth. No. And he, like, went, went, yeah, like, went and took a piss, comes back, they go on stage, and... Uh, as soon as he started playing guitar, I was like, holy shit, man. That's some shit right there. Really? I was I was like, wow, okay. Forget it. Like anything I uh any ideas I had of them 
being whatever salad or something, it was gone. Like I was like, man, that is fucking that guy is incredible. So he gets to the and then Steven Tyler started singing. I'm like, holy shit! Like just when you're standing on stage, and you just hear the actual strength of his voice and uh, the guitar fucking sounded so amazing. Just like one string, I was like, god damn, that's a fucking tone right there. So he gets there. So yeah. one p before they go on. Yeah, that's the like Swiss engineering. They Crush have it down piss. to. Crush a piss and go crush it. And then what? So, yeah, what about was, uh, after? Like I right in the van? Back, yeah, van, airport, out or whatever, hotel, Gonzo. Did they have uh, um was, uh, uh, like a uh, uh, ladies around? No, they just were in and out. There was no like hanging backstage. It was like 20 minutes before they were show. They got came there from the hotel. And then they were on and then gone. <laughs> the old on and gone. Yeah, I think a lot when they're when you're rolling at that level like or the you know the the private jet styles like the car is waiting and you're gone. There's no hanging out. <laughs> Unless it's like you're on before a festival or something, it's generally hit the ground running as soon as they finish. And they have um, like blockers for all the micas who are like, hey, Steve, right? You're not getting close well, to him. Yeah, but there's just security in them and they're gone. Like they walk from the stage into the, you know, the blacked out windowed vans and gonzo. I have a great like a- task for you. Um, something I've never asked you and why don't we take a little break and we'll get to it right after the break oh really yeah okay alright you're back buds yellow okay we kind of did this before when we did Canadian classics a few years ago yeah put together your all time all star Canadian band with different people from different bands for every instrument because in your, if there's a 90s band, I have a story thread, you referenced someone who was, I think, the best lead singer you'd ever seen. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember who it was. Well, Lane Staley. Yeah. From uh, Alice in Chains. Like, the best full stop. <clears throat> well, the most naturally gifted between him and Jeff Buckley, but both of those guys are American, but they both had... Uh, like the kind of voice that was just effortless, perfect pitch. They didn't even warm up before they went on ever. I know specifically because the the bass tech from Alice in Chains, Randy Byro, was also Jeff Buckley's guitar tech. No way. So he uh, he also worked for Soundgarden. He passed away from a heroin overdose. But uh, I used to hang out with him all the time, and he told me both those guys never ever uh warmed up before shows and they're like the best singers ever it's so crazy how about those guys like that is a fascinating mentality people who are so dedicated to their craft and make all the sacrifices of being on the road and away from family and that kind of hard living but don't get the fame and perks like you must really love your craft. 
Well, I mean, they were both very popular. Well, I don't mean the musicians. Um, I mean tortured. the tax. Oh, the tax. Yeah, that's a rough life, man. Yeah. Especially if you're using. For sure. Um, yeah, that's a short a short fuse. So let's start with uh, let's yeah, so let, the, let's start so, not Canadian. So you said not, Lane was the best vocalist of all time. Like, what is your all star non Canadian band with people in every position? Yeah, well, there's a difference between the best I've seen and like if I could make music with them. There's a bit of a difference, but I, they're similar. But they're both, and obviously, it doesn't matter if they're dead or alive, or does it matter? Well, no. Let's say it doesn't matter. Yeah, I kind of wanted, like, um, I kind of want to do all time, and then I want to do of the people you've seen, and then I want to do Canadian. Okay, we can do that. But let's start uh, with like all time. all time living or dead, best yeah. blank um, ever. Well, Hornsby I mean, on piano, <laughs> obviously. All time. Uh, well, I think Jeff Buckley was... Because he, he wasn't just an incredible singer. He was a great guitar player as well. So are you so using him for two a, of your spots? No, but I'll, it, you but you get the extra great guitar yeah, okay. with him anyway. Yeah, I'll, so I'll, I would I'll accept that. So I would throw him on vocals. And on bass... Um, I think I would go like, I don't know, it's tough because there's like, there's like your James Jamersons and your Jaco Pistorius or like. The Tall Math from Dire Straits? Yeah, or the Tall Math from Dave Matthews. <laughs> the big, tall big. Or the Tall Math from uh, Nirvana? Wait a sec. Why are bass yeah, players no, always tall? I know. Uh, so bass, like, uh, like Bootsy Collins was incredible. He's an incredible bass player. Okay. Uh, but I think I would go with, I think I'd have to go with Paul McCartney. Heard of him? Because he's just so musical. Same thing, like like Double Duty, you're stealing him because he's a good songwriter and singer as well, or solely for his bass playing? Bass playing, like even if he didn't sing, (laughs) his bass playing is so, so, uh, like, creative. Bass masks. Yeah, like he was never, he he wasn't busy. But if you listen to all those records, the bass is so interesting because it's just taking your ear in a different part of the note, you know, like a different area of rhythm or a different area of the note. So it's stretching, making the the the, the song very wide by just kind of opening all these doors that are in the same keys and chords. So yeah, Paul McCartney on bass. Nice. And uh, keyboards, keyboards, I don't know, keyboards, like uh, Herbie Hancock, maybe? <laughs> if you're going to if you're gonna go, you might as well go large. I like this band. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, Herbie Hancock. I'm trying to imagine everyone sitting down and going, okay, hey, what do you guys want to do? Like, or even like uh, Richard Manuel. From the band, 
incredible piano, but vo the voice, such a good voice. So I could take piano and I'll take Herbie Hancock and Richard Manuel. And then uh, for, I could have double drums, right? Sure, it's your band, you can do whatever you want. So I'll, uh, I'll take like Jim Keltner or Jeff Picaro, Probably Jeff Picaro, because he's not with us anymore, and he was incredible. So that would basically take make my job a lot easier. <laughs> Just kind of hanging in there with Jeff. Jeff Picaro was Toto, right? Yeah, and and everybody else. Like, uh, so the Shunkakita. Shunkakita. Yeah, he's like in Africa. Is like that 20, him? Yeah, but he's like twenty percent. Like Rosanna, that beat. Or, you know, like those are crazy drums, but even like, I keep forgetting, you know, that Michael McDonald, that's yeah. Jeff Beccaro too. Like there's a lot of uh, like 80s and 70s uh, pop and soul and R&B rock that he did all that stuff. Like he was probably on 20% of maybe 30 to 40% almost of yacht rock is Jeff Beccaro. But, uh, yeah, Jeff Picaro. Uh, what else do we got? Guitar, I guess? What? Yeah, guitar. Yeah, guitar. Uh, I, I think Eddie Van Halen, just because he just was so incredible. And then singer, is that Jeff Buckley? Singers, I could take, like, uh, well, he could sing, but maybe let's get, like, take it up a notch and have, like, Nina Simone sing. Oh, jeez. Right? So now the band's really taking a new level. Because all these people would inspire all these other people. They would be like, what? Right? So they'd be on fire. Everybody would be cooking it up. And they're playing Wagon Wheel? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know Wagon Wheel? Like, could you play it right now? Well, I, uh, yeah, GDC. Like, you know all the words, right? No, no, no. Oh, okay. I figured you would definitely know it. No, it's... Uh, Just throw it out there. It's your boy Darius, right? Is that it? Like, is it a cover or was it his song? Well, that I actually don't know. I'd never heard it before. Because Darius is in the credits, but Bob Dylan is in the credits. Did he steal more Bob Dylan lyrics in Wagon Wheel <laughs> and like <laughs> give Bob Dylan got credit again? Like in uh, Only Want to Be with You. Yeah, <laughs> is that what happened? Right. I don't know. Steal some lyrics. I'm just looking, but it says "song by Darius." Is Rucker. it that one, that line, that line about the Cumberland Gap? Is that a ripoff from Bob Dylan? Well, can't you hear Bob Dylan saying "Rock me, Mama, like a wagon wheel"? <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. The vert, like the the bridge, maybe wrote like because in that only want to be with you that that tangled uh, up in blue the the million bucks line, right? That's a direct ripoff of. Uh, a Bob Dylan, so maybe he did it again. Let me see. It's uh, it's huh? Oh yeah, okay. So Bob Dylan has a song called "Rock Me, Mama, Wagon Wheel." Oh, there. Oh wait he a sec. Did? Yes. That's so. It is Bob Dylan. Wait a sec. Straight up. <laughs> huh? I'm gonna hit play on a YouTube thing that's called. Oh, it's only playing in my earbuds. 
Yeah, there's a Bob Dylan clip called Rock Me, Wagon Wheel, Mama Rock Me. So did he gank the chorus? I guess, yeah. Right now, Bob Dylan, like, click it, click it, click it, click it, click it, Bob Dylan, and then 1967, we're going to get blown up for not knowing it. Oh, they will, for sure. Someone will know, obviously, but yeah. Okay. It's another, Darius loves the rips, the Bob Dylan lines. Bob Dylan rips. Um, okay, so next band of people that you've seen, and there might be some overlap. Maybe you've seen yeah, all the people. So I, uh, Nina Simone, you haven't seen. Okay. Uh, yeah. So th- this is what Canadian? No, or this what? is the uh, uh, band made up of A people lo- that you've seen. That I've seen. So okay. forget their reputation based on one live performance that you've seen of these people. Like you know who plows the following five people. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, like starting on Volks. Yep. Uh, just trying to. It's of people I've seen. Well, it's got to be Lane. Yeah, Lady. yeah, for sure. Okay, the best I. I mean, that I saw. I was Lollapalooza in '93 or four. Maybe 93. And I was like blown away because of uh, of all the bands that day. And it was like Tool and Rage Against the Machine. And it was a crazy lineup. I think that was that year. But I, I know I saw it the two years in a row and there was just like crazy. Everybody was breaking and all these massive bands just came out of that. But I just thought that they sounded most... Like their albums sounded a lot like they would play live, you know what I mean? As opposed to the album, just they couldn't couldn't quite get to what the record was. But they could. But like Rage sounded like the record. But I mean, for me, Rage, like I I think they're great. I, but I, honestly, after like f- five or six songs, I'm start I start go lose. I get lost. I'm starting to get bored. Believe it or not. Even though they're incredible and they're awesome. I don't know what it is. Maybe just the lack of melody or something. That kind of just grinds me a bit. But, uh... I get it. They would have to be playing hit after hit. But, yeah, anyway, Alice in Chains... Uh... Him opening his mouth the first time, I thought it was like a track. Like the CD. Or just like something... It was so big and full that I was like, man. And it's like just so loud. And it just standing there, not moving at all, but being so uh, present and just projecting like incredibly. So, yeah, take Lane for sure. Can't go wrong, except for the fact that he might die on you from the bank, getting too banged up. Oh, really? Yeah, heroin caught up to him. But, I mean, even, like, that unplugged when he was getting close to, to to the end, he was still singing, like, no different. Hmm. Just crazy. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So, are you going to use uh, Eddie Van Halen on guitar again? Well, I don't have to. I could say... I, I would say... Um... Trying to think of, seen a lot of great guitar players out there. 
Johnny Greenwood from Radiohead is really cool guitar player. Um, he's like such a cool guitar player that he'll be like, I'm going to play this uh, and put the guitar down and do something else on this like box full of knobs. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but that like the Benz record and OK Computer, all those records just had such incredible guitar parts. Even like in their earlier stuff, the guitar parts are just so interesting and and different, not like anything else. So I like those kind of guitar players that are like pushing the envelope with and technology, a lot of energy, energy and, of, and yeah, technology. Energy. Well, they kind of connect. They were on that same tip as Pink Floyd, I'd say, where Pink Floyd were just very experimental and they liked to. Uh, kind of push, I guess, push that envelope. But David Gilmore, though, like he's uh, when I saw him live, I was pretty blown away at his, like his guitar playing. I don't even he could play a song I've never heard, and I'm still like glued glued to it. There's something to be said about that. Well, like, there's he's such a gifted guitar player that he can just kind of noodle around and it's just catchy and makes you want to listen more well you know who my guy is for that role well mark Knopfler is like that too right yeah yeah somebody sent me a dm on on instagram of mark Knopfler live (laughs) i gotta thank whoever it was but like it was like it was like the show that the Mark Knopfler show. He was like, <laughs> "You know, what you talking about on it?" Like it sounded like he was hey, just rambling. Hey. <laughs> it was like a ding 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 ding. Hey, what's up? Not on here. Like, but like. You know, and he's getting up there. Yeah, sure. In terms of where the what he looks like, but the guitar playing mm-hmm. is exactly like 1978. It might as well unreal. Be. You know what I mean? Well, I saw him a I couple could, years ago. I would take. I've never seen Mark Knopfler in concert, so I can't take him. But I would take David Gilmore and Johnny Greenwood on guitars. He's 72. And then, uh, what? Knopfler seventy two. He is. Yeah, he. <laughs> he looks a little older. I think he's may, might have hit the hit the uh, rocked a little too hard in the seventies and eighties and sped it up, bought himself out a de- decade early. Uh oh. What? Well, it's catching yeah, up with him. Know. Yeah. But Harry doesn't. Uh, bass playing. Bass. Bass players, so many great bass players. Uh, We're almost there. I'm pumped you know for what? the Canadian you know, one. You know who's, you know who's a great bass player? Who? I'll do an all Canadian band next. But uh, Adam Clayton from the the U uh, two, great bass player. Because of With or Without You. Just as a bass player, like Wicked Ideas, great feel, uh, simple, 
but incredible timing, you know. Both him and Larry Mullen are like metronomes. A friend of mine said, uh, and it's so true, it takes confidence to keep it simple. Yeah, and he has to deal with Bono all day. Right. So that's the other part. Imagine being, it's like, oh, fucking here he comes. <laughs> right? And <laughs> at the studio. How God quiet damn. is it on the PJ? <laughs> the only sound you can hear is Bono talking. <laughs> Bono talking to the stewardess. <laughs> telling him about, this is what one was about. <laughs> it's about because I wanted to be a, get pregnant. <laughs> yeah, I heard Rain met him and he gave some spiel about ones about that like wanting to be a woman to have a birth that's the most beautiful thing in the world i wish i could do it <laughs> what yeah that's what he was talking about he was banged about? up that what he was i don't know maybe changes the vibe depending on who he's talking to but that's what he was filling made his ears up with some bullshit about wanting to conceive a kid and being upset that he can't <laughs> where did they meet like, what? <laughs> they were uh, after a show because uh, I can't remember how or why, but they ended up ha- like Peter Pan, that restaurant on Queen Street. They like had dinner there after one of their shows. How did that so come up? To, I don't know. I don't know. He somehow met somebody and weaseled his way into the after party. The um, the Pad Thai Peter Pan was great. Huh? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a good spot. Well, Rain's girlfriend at that time ended up marrying Adam Clayton later, like years later. What? Which is kind of interesting. Yeah. A Canadian gal? Yeah. There you go. I think Susie Smith was her name, and I think she was like E.D. Smith, like that family. Yeah. One of the jams. What? She yeah. was a jam heiress? Yeah. Because, <laughs> well, Rain, Rain went to Ridley College, right? That private school in St. Catharines. Well, so, yeah. Everybody there is somebody. I have so many questions. Somebody's kid. So Somebody's kid.org. When the band got together he was dating a jam heiress yeah 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 definitely did he ever bring the jam heiress to the jam space well yeah she was around a lot she was she's amazing very cool person definitely and was she ever like yeah uh plum that's me like, did she ever, like, yeah, no. jam drop? I never brought it up. It was just kind of... The, no, not that I heard. Like, you know Marmalade? That's that. me. Definitely, yeah. She was. She's cool. She's a really nice person, so... It's never occurred yeah. to me before that someone is the heir to a jam fortune. <laughs> right? If you're Adam Clayton, you're like, she's got more money than I do. <laughs> no kidding. Everyone loves jam. Only some people love you, too. Is that still around, that E.D. Smith? I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Wow. But anyway, like you said, this, this, uh, you know, name (laughs) name an artist that gets pretty 
it gets pretty slippery <laughs> fast where you're telling stories or like, oh yeah, this, that, and the this other thing. Yeah. <laughs> Small um, world. By the way, okay, so where are they we also the, have pie fillings and jellies. Yeah, yeah. I remember the the E.D. Smith lemon meringue pie kit. Remember that? No. Yeah, you fire it all together and you put it in the oven. It's got comes in real nice. That was a treat when I was a kid. E.D. Smith. Since 1882, they've been making money on jam. Um, they have <laughs> making a, jam on money. They have a recipe for pumpkin chocolate chip cookies on their website right now. Oh yeah, the lemon tarts look <laughs> legit. Okay, so listen. By the way, they expanded to muffins and loaves. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course, the the canned pie fillings. They also do a syrup. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so there you go. Okay, so are we done that band? Is that it? I feel like we're done that band. Did we pick a... Where was I? I don't know. Did I pick a bass player? Can't remember. Well, yeah, Adam Clayton. Yeah, Adam Clayton. Duh. Yeah. That took us down that rabbit hole. Okay, <laughs> so that's it, right? Uh, yeah, so all, t- bass, all guitars, Canadian. Vocals. All Canadian. Okay. This is all where Canadian. This is where you're going to be like, no, I can't say that person because that person's feelings will be hurt. Like, everyone's good. Just in your opinion. Uh, well, um, yeah, and I'll do that kind of, but based on my knowledge of certain guys and girls. The band is called Ernie. Ernie. And you have a gig in a week. Who's in it? My kids are playing piano. Throughout this whole pod, uh, John and Anna are doing their piano practice. So just bear in mind here. Uh... Okay, Canadian band. Let's go with... Who are we talking here? Who's cooking up on the old guitar? Some great Canadian guitar players. You know who's a great guitar player? Jag from My Mother Earth. Great guitar player. You were saying that. Yeah. Let's give Jag the strap. There you go. Yeah. I can't believe you didn't go Cobesy. Oh, well... Yeah, I could go Cobesy as a, I could go Cobesy on rhythm, because he was like the best rhythm guitar player, period, right? Jag's good too, so it'll be a great, uh, him on that like ripping on the acoustic or ripping on those like crazy electric finger playing. You want Cobesy on (laughs) your whammy bar? Oh yeah, I forgot the tree falls. Yeah, <laughs> next level whammy. Next uh, level whammy is a company in Mississauga that just <laughs> makes whammy bars. <laughs> oh, <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> just the next level whammy. Good morning, next level whammy. Like, wee, wee, wee. <laughs> oh man. Okay, uh... It's like a testing facility for whammy bars, and they have different robotic arms, like the Canada arm, test yeah. the whammies. <laughs> Good morning, next level whammy. Uh, okay, so, uh... That's guitar players. Who we put on, uh, You need a bass player. 
need a bass player. Getty Lee. Sick. Right? Yeah. Because that would be a good hang. Getty's fun. Watch baseball. Chill out. A few laughs. Oh, you're factoring in the 22 hours a day you're not on stage. <laughs> yeah, like I'm putting the band together thinking. That's why it's like it's tough when you have like guys that are doing heroin to be in the band. you got to be thinking like, whoa. <laughs> Stick with Getty. Keeping it clean. So yeah, Getty. And uh, we know the vocals. Vox. Gotta go with Gordy. Best front man in Canadian history, right? Uh, Lightfoot or Downey? Downey. Yeah, I know. Going Downey. Because I don't know if Gord Lightfoot could handle the rock jams. It's like, we gotta rock too, Gord. I'm just interested <laughs> to see who's playing drums in your all Canadian band. Hmm. Uh, I know who you think is a great, a great drummer. Ones. Well, there's a bunch of people. Timbo. Yeah. Timbo. Great times. Glenn. Yeah. Glenn Milcham from Blue Rodeo you're talking about. Yeah. Right? Yeah, he's incredible. Um... Glenn's one of my favorite drummers in the country, for sure. Like, feel-wise, right? Um, yeah, he's just so wicked. But, he, you know, when he used to play in uh, Change of Heart with Ian Blurton, who's an, an incredible songwriter, guitar player, uh, they were one of the most ferocious bands you'd ever see live, period. Like, leaving nothing on the stage, just crushing it. And loud and just, like... All the things. Tear your face off. Yeah. So you're going Timbo, you're going Glenn, or are you going you? <clears throat> Ian, Blur Ian Blurton's so great, man. If anyone, anyone ever has a chance to go see Ian Blurton live, what, whatever band he's doing at the time, they're all just so great. He's just such an, a great singer and guitar player. Um, yeah, I, I, Glenn's great, sure. Why not? Yeah. Not even putting yourself in your Canadian band. Well, I can do double drums with any of them. I gotta think if, if if it's a hang like Timbo, triple drums. Bring Timbo on for the ride for for uh, just laying souls down every night. Also, yeah, that just such a good dude too. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We're overdue for like a TNT staff party. I know, eh? Jeez, yeah. Well, I mean, it looks to me like. As crazy as this wave, the sixth wave is, I think this might be it. And everyone's kind of booking stuff anyway, but I mean, I don't feel comfortable doing shows right this second, but very soon, maybe uh, in the fall, we should start uh, thinking about it and maybe do some side door shows. That, I mean, you know how easy that is. Yeah, it's the best. It's the best. So, so Yeah. We will uh, be back out there as soon as possible. We have all these albums, you know, just sitting here, right? We got. I've, I still my uh, my my uh, 
basement's full of coffee cups still. It is? I got TNT. Yeah, I got like seven boxes of TNT mugs still. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we have to get out to see the buds. So yeah. Compare notes. You got to get out to see the buds. Get some hugs. For sure. Sell some mugs. We should call it the Hugs and Mugs yep. Tour. Hugs and Mugs. That's <laughs> right. Definitely. Remember how it was like, it's like the mugs are great unless you have to bring them on a plane oh. and it's like, it goes away because there's only 15 in a box and they're like super heavy. And they break. That's how we ended up giving <laughs> they beer caps. Yeah. <laughs> Small, indestructible. Yeah. Oh no, the best was when we're like, okay, th- we have a great idea. Instead of like bringing it all on the plane, we'll just ship it out to every place. And then next thing you know, it's like $17,000. I know. <laughs> just all the money we made just gone. Gone. How'd you do on the tour? <laughs> Minus 6000 bucks. Not bad. <laughs> and we have boxes of hoodies left over to bring home. Yeah, we we're like sh- like selling tons of merch. And then we're like... <laughs> Oh, man, we shouldn't have done that. That was so expensive. And that's how we end up driving <laughs> it's, from Edmonton it's, to Saskatoon. Yeah, it's probably, imagine now, it'd probably be like $40,000 well, to ship out. Like with um, one-way car rental costs, it's not lucrative. Oh, odds. yeah. No. thousand bucks a ticket. Yeah. That's the only way. Yeah, exactly right. Or the bullshit, like, no, it's an NFT. Just yeah. call it an NFT. The ticket's an NFT, so it's 300 bucks. Oh, that's what we'll do. <laughs> NFT and T. I wonder if there's, like, people are getting NFT'd, like, where bands, like, <laughs> selling stuff, and there's just this, like, wait a second, I just bought this album as an NFT for 300 bucks, <laughs> but it's just the same as listening to it on iTunes. Like, what the fuck is that? You can't sell it, right? You can't be like, oh, I'm going to put it back on the market and get my money back. There are things like outer space and NFTs that I can't think about too much because it's a shortcut to a migraine. House of crypto, bro. Yeah, great. No, how is it? I'm going to tell you something. You got it. I can't even log in to my account because it requires like... 2FA security system clearance and every time I go to check it's like you know what I, I don't have time to sort this so I don't even know well, I saw I saw Bitcoin went under 40 grand for like a the lowest in a while I don't have any so of that whatever <laughs> bit bot coins it's what up salad the whole thing <laughs> crypto the crypto bro <laughs> My favorite is like the guys that like go out and it's like NFT speech. It's gonna be talking about NFTs. <laughs> it's like some guy in front of all these people talking about fucking crypto and NFTs. It kills me, man. Well, I saw that Jake Paul <laughs> being interviewed. It was like, how much did you make last year? Forty million. It's that from everything? Yeah. No, that's just boxing. I have another sixty million in NFTs and crypto. Yeah, because those guys are getting the apes. Like someone's giving them an ape to put on their Instagram to make it go up in value. But they got it for nothing. Elon like Musk. Apparently, Snoop, apparently Snoop Dogg's just crushing in that field. Is he? 
Yeah, he's like just like one of the biggest players in that whole NFT world. He's like he's a big ideas guy, man. Yeah. Good job. And I, he seems to me like he's not feeling like if something's not going well, he's gonna tell you about it, right? Yeah, if you're in business with him, <laughs> hey, I gotta talk to you for a minute, man. Sure. Uh, what's up? What's this shit about? That picture of the ape? It's not worth nothing, man. <laughs> Oh, but I will be. Yeah. I would not mess with him. Oh, my God. That's it. Good times, bud. Good job, bud. Good chatting. Let's uh, take a sleepy times going to bed. It's a night. We, people don't know. This is a night episode. It's a quiet, sneaky night hotel rip episode from Chicago. Yeah. Have a great night, bud. Good chatting, bud. Oh.